Listeners beware, you're in for a scare. This episode, Beth Marriott in Trapped in Batwing Hall. Hello, Beth. Hello. Welcome to Pick a Path Podcast. Thank you. The only podcast I know of where we read through a Give Yourself Goosebumps interactive novel. Oh, spooky. Exactly. Now, they're written by R.L. Stein, and they are a series of books where there are options given to you. Have you ever read these books? Yeah, I did one for the... You know the story that Frozen is based off? Yes. Yeah, I did one of those and it, it just got weird. Oh. So I've like read that story, but also not properly read that story. Fair enough. How long ago was that? When I was like 10. Oh, okay. Yeah. So a, a Let's not while. think about how long ago that was. <laughs> Ooh. Welcome to 2020. Ooh. So Beth has actually been a part of my friendship circle and uh, production team since 2014. Oof. We've done many weird and unusual projects together and I'm looking forward to a few more. Yes. This being one of them. So Beth, we are going to go through this Give Yourself Goosebumps book. I will read you the pages, you'll be given some options and you'll get to figure out where our journey goes. Oh heckin' excite. Yeah, and we'll see if R.L. Stein knows how to spook you with this novel. I have goosebumps already. Why are they called goosebumps? Have you never seen the bumps of a goose? No, because the feathers get in the way. Ah, well, there you go. you got to peer past the feathers to look at their bumps. Next time I roast a goose, I'll <laughs> take pictures you of the bumps. You definitely should. Maybe, no, maybe that's where it's from, from where they pluck the feathers. There's like a bumpy lump bit. Ah, oh, that does make sense. So it looks like that on our skin, like the feathers have just been plucked. Yeah, gross. I apologise to people who don't eat meat. That was kind of a gross segue thing. This town stinks. It's Friday afternoon, the end of your first week at your new school. Your family just moved to this town last month, and so far, no one at school has even tried to be your friend. Oh. I mean... Ouch. No, 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 it sounds like when I moved (laughs) to New Zealand, to be honest. Too spooky. Too triggered. Day after day, you sit in class waiting for someone to talk to you, waiting and staring at all the strange faces around you. How can you possibly go through the year without any friends? You're cool. You know you are. You had tons of friends at your old school. You trudge home slowly. All you have to look forward to is a boring weekend of watching TV with your parents and your bratty little brother. Why, why is this... why is this... Then something hits the back of your jacket. You whirl around. A pebble drops onto the ground. You glance up and notice a brown-haired boy. Would the pebble not have hit the ground long before I had time to turn around? Like, (laughs) just think about the physics of this. No, no. It it hits you. Like, is my back, like, ridged? (laughs) Like, is it, like, bouncing down? (laughs) Down your spine, like... (laughs) That's how bad my posture is, apparently. Jesus, no wonder no one wants to be my friend. I'm like Quasimodo. <laughs> Bending over, looking at all the strange faces. The real mystery in this book is, at the end, it's just a mirror and it's like, oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, he calls out. I'm Nick. Hi, you reply and introduce yourself. Oh, I'm Quasimodo. <laughs> We're in the same class at school, Nick says. That's funny, you think. You don't remember seeing him there. 
But you smile anyway. You're so happy someone is finally talking to you. I live there, Nick tells you. He points to a two-story greenhouse on the next block. You gaze back at him, shocked. Why am I shocked? Like, is it just because it's green? But you can't live there, you exclaim. There's no way. Why? Go on to page two to find out. So, so that's your first uh, interaction with the book, is turning to page two, so we're going to yes. do that. Jeez. Oh. Oh, that was... <laughs> it's getting tense. Yeah. Oh. What do you mean I can't live there? Nick asks, laughing. <laughs> I know my own house. I live next door, you tell him. You point to the red brick house next to the green one. The greenhouse has been empty all month. There haven't been any lights on. No cars in the driveway. Maybe they just like to conserve power. I was on vacation with my family. We got back last night. Convenient. What do you think of school? Okay, I guess, you reply. You're afraid to say anything more. You never know. Maybe this kid Nick actually likes school. <laughs> what a nerd! Who, who likes school? Who enjoys learning? <laughs> Can you believe how much homework our teacher gave us this weekend? Nick complains. But I thought he just got back. Oh, 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 was it during the day today? He kicks a stone down the street as you walk. All the kids who had Mr McCormick last year say he's really tough. And mean. A total monster. You agree. The next thing you know, you and Nick are comparing favourite rock groups and comic books. Both of you collect Spider-Man comics. Nick has all the first issues from the last five years, too. Comics are cool, Nick says. But do you know what's even cooler? More comics? <laughs> Horror stories, Nick exclaims. In fact, I... He stops talking and stares at you. Oh. Turn to page three. Oh my god. It's getting spooky, Beth. I don't know if, how I feel about you and Nick hanging out alone. Me neither. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> what, you ask? What about horror stories? It's probably way too scary for you. Nick replies. Probably. We, I should probably just go home. See you later. Thanks. Bye. Nothing's too scary for me, you boast. That's because you've never been to the horror club. <laughs> the horror club. What's that? Nick grins. It's a club I belong to. It's just a club with the word horror on it. Just... The horror club. Are you scared yet? Poof. Horror club. <laughs> You've got to be really brave to be a member. When we meet, we tell spooky stories. Really scary. Cool, you reply. I love You scary. ever watched a birthing video? <laughs> you just turn up at the horror club. Hey, watch this. But the real horror is life. <laughs> <laughs> Too real. Are you goosebumps? <laughs> I love scary stories. Can I join? If you think you can handle it, Nick says. We meet every Friday night at Batwing Hall. <laughs> That's the name of the book. <laughs> Holy Batwing Hall. Batwing Hall. <laughs> That's the deserted house at the dead end of our street. It was old Professor Krupnik's house. Professor <laughs> what? Krupnik. K-R-U-P-N-I-K. I accept this. <laughs> I've seen the house. It looks haunted, you tell Nick with a laugh. Ha ha ha. Don't laugh, oh. he warns you. 
It is haunted. Hurry to page 100. That's a big jump. It is. But you know what? It means we get to hear it. Flop that book. Flop. Flop. Haunted? For real, you ask? For real. Nick replies seriously. That's why we picked it. Some of the scariest stories I've ever heard happened in Batwing Hall. It's like that murder house in American Horror Story season one. Like the story of the kids on Halloween night, Nick says. They were all dressed up, trick-or-treating. They rang Krupp Nick's doorbell. A figure dressed all in black answered, and the kids were invited inside. Only, they never came out. Okay, but... Who were the witnesses then? Why didn't they call the police? That's a thing. Nobody knows, Nick replies. But late at night, you can still hear the kids' screams. Horrible screams. Why does no one investigate this then? Police, it's a thing that exists. And when the moon is full, some people say they've seen little creatures in monster costumes roaming about inside the house, trapped forever. (laughs) Wow. Great story, you say. It's not a story. Being a member of the horror club can be dangerous. Very dangerous. Not if you hold the horror club, then you're dangerous. He pauses, then adds, Today is Friday. We meet tonight. Do you want to come? What do you think? Well, Beth, this is the first option they are giving you. You get to now decide whether you're going to risk it and go to the horror club tonight. Or whether you'd like to say thanks anyway, and not. Yeah, I'll go to the horror club. I'll st- <laughs> I'd rather just go home and eat nachos, but I feel like I gotta further this plot. Yeah, well, thank you very much for doing that. Look, if you could go home and eat nachos instead of being on this podcast. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, right, you mean going to the horror club. Yeah. Right. Well, we're flicking to page 17. It's like travelling back in time, which I've totally done. <laughs> Beth is a magician with a green screen. The horror club sounds great, you tell Nick. Count me in. I'll meet you in front of your house at nine o'clock tonight. Oh no, that's like after dark. My mum's pretty strict. Like, (laughs) she'll just call the police on you, bro. You agree and say goodbye. Then you rush into the kitchen to find your parents. You tell them you've made a friend. And you've been invited to a club meeting. They're so happy for you. Of course, you don't tell them that the meeting is in a deserted, boarded-up old house. At nine o'clock, you join Nick under the elm tree in your front yard. A skinny, fidgety girl is... Hang on. No, my parents would not agree to this. <laughs> like, they'd be like, okay, so who's parents? You know, we'll need to call them and introduce ourselves and just make sure that you are going where you say you're going so that we know if anything happens, we know like who to call. Well, these are Goosebumps parents. They don't care about their kids. They've got more important demons in the closet. Already its grip on reality is slipping. <laughs> like, uh, I was I was in for the ride, like, with, you know, all the haunted kids and stuff, but, you know. I don't feel a this, mess! Yeah, this <laughs> just draws me out. Unrealistic parenting. <laughs> a skinny, fidgety girl with messy, long, dark hair waits with Nick. This is Debbie, he tells you. She's a member of the club, too. Debbie. Hi! <laughs> Debbie says. You can barely see her face under all her thick hair. and she's the grudge? And she always seems to be squirming about. 
You wonder what's with this strange girl. She probably has knits with her gross hair. You follow your new friends up the hill to the end of the long, dark street. The farther you go, the fewer houses there are. At the end of the road, all the streetlights are out. The sky is pitch black. If it weren't for Nick's flashlight, you'd probably trip over your own feet. There it is, Nick says, pointing. Batwing Hall. Doodle doodle doo. Turn to page 96. <laughs> so, have you ever been to a uh, spooky club, Beth? Mm, I mean, there was this one thing I had to go to before school that was Toastmasters. Did you ever do that? <laughs> I didn't. I got, like, selected to do that. Oh, well. Wow. Nowhere for me. Um, but nobody was haunted? No, we just... It was horrible being up that early. <laughs> I kind of just remember being half asleep. Oh, well, um, if this one's after 9pm, so you may also be... No, that's when I'm most awake. Oh, excellent. It, it sucks. Oh no. Well, let's hope your adventure inside the haunted house doesn't suck. Yeah, with Batwing Hall. <laughs> We've gone to page 96, which is a backwards 69. A, a huge dark shadow looms at the end of the street. It's the mansion. You stop walking and gaze up at it. Nick shines his flashlight at the old house on the hill. Batwing Hall is a two-story, old-fashioned house. All the windows that aren't boarded up are broken. Loose shingles flap from the roof. Paint peels from the weathered sides of the house. It looks as if no one has lived there for hundreds of years. You climb up the sagging porch with Nick and Debbie. I stumbled over the word sagging because I didn't expect it. Sagging porch with Nick and Debbie. Tall, overgrown trees and bushes cast airy shadows across the deserted lawn. Isn't this place awesome? Debbie whispers to you. Really cool, you agree. This house has been empty for two years, Nick tells you. Ever since crazy old Professor Krupnik died. No one will buy it because it's haunted, Debbie explains. You notice she's chewing nervously at the ends of her long hair. Yuck. Gross. The front door was boarded up until we figured out how to pry it open, Debbie says. She points to the large wooden door. Let's go. What, so like, these, like how old are these kids? They managed They're to your age. It. How old am I? They're your age. Okay. Whether that's your age now or your age then is up to you, but... <laughs> It's just you and your fellow 40-year-olds. <laughs> 40? <laughs> I'm not, 40? I'm not saying you're 40. I was just using it as an example. <laughs> I'm sorry, Beth. You and your fellow 11-year-olds. Okay, so if there's these two 11-year-olds prying off the board, like, they have that muscle strength to do that? Are they, like, Oh, they, they probably bought the tools. They might be. Who knows, that might be like, the I mean, they're page. in the horror club. <laughs> horror clubs are spooky. you got to be roided up to deal with the spooks. <laughs> You're right, let's get some roids in before we continue. You take a step forward. Stop! Nick shouts. Get down! Now! Oh. Do you do as Nick says? Or do you ignore him and head for the door? I mean, I'd probably drop like a rock. Oh, right, you mean you would drop... <laughs> I was like, ah, yeah. oh, really? You drop, <laughs> drop a... like a rock. No. <laughs> you just drop a rock? I was like, ah, oh, that's a bit weird. <laughs> no, because 
like, yeah, I don't know, that's no. my instinctive reaction to, like, respond to emergency orders like that. If someone tells me to drop, I assume I'll get shot or something. Well, let's hope like... you don't, because you're going to drop down on page 19. <laughs> yeah, I just assumed you meant, like, you'd drop something, like a rock. <laughs> as long as you don't drop it down your spine so it goes ding, 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 ding. <laughs> allowing you to whirl around before it hits the ground. I'm just imagining a spine like a spiral staircase now, and it's horrible. Ooh. Uh, corkscrew. Weird little Quasimodo and his corkscrew no. spine. Like a duck. <laughs> oh no. 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 <laughs> I was like, what is that? Oh. What is it you cry as your body hits the ground? I threw it on the ground. We've got to be careful, Nick whispers. If anyone catches us going in the front door, we could be in big trouble. Okay, but you just said you pried shit off the front door to get in, you inconstant. We're not really allowed in here. No shit. You nod and watch Debbie as she squirms and glances around nervously. You wonder why your new friends are so jumpy. You can't imagine how anyone could possibly see you in the darkness, but you figure Nick and Debbie know what they're doing. You stand and follow Nick and Debbie across the porch. Keeping as quiet as possible, you pull off the broken boards on the front door. You enter the dark house. The air in the entryway is stale and dusty. You hold back a sneeze. Nick motions for you to follow him. You creep after Nick and Debbie down a dark hallway. The floorboards creak loudly with each step. Then you enter a big, dimly lit living room. A broken chandelier sways from the ceiling. Faded wallpaper hangs in pieces from the walls. Dirty sheets cover what appears to be old sofas and chairs. And then you see them. But what? What? What do I see? Turn to page 75. Just those instructions written on the wall. <laughs> Turn to page 75. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll do it. <laughs> Four kids sit in a circle on the living room floor. <laughs> Living room four, please. Oh no! <laughs> floor kids sit in a circle on the living room floor. Four kids sit in a circle on the living room floor. A big yellow candle flickers in the centre. They all turn and stare at you. No one seems happy to see you. You stand awkwardly as Nick introduces you and says, "This is our newest member." What are you talking about? cries a girl with short curly red hair. She glares at you. I've brought a new member to the horror club, Nick repeats. Not today, exclaims a large boy with bulging arm muscles. Why not? Debbie asks, squirming next to you. Didn't anyone tell you? asks another girl. Tonight's the special night. You've got to get that kid out of here. We're not telling stories tonight. The plan has changed. The summoning. (laughs) Discovered What's happening tonight on page 128? Oh. So, what do you think's happening tonight? They're going to summon Satan or Batman. <laughs> well, one of the two. One of the two. Honestly, you can never tell. It's the horns on top of the head that really confuse you when they appear. And then the voice, I'm Batman. I'm Satan. Yeah. Oh, you know. I'd rather Adam West Batman like, showed up. <laughs> Shows up just. Yeah, instead ah, of Satan. Holy Batwang. Holy summoning, Batwang. <laughs> Batwang. 
Nikki and Debbie quickly leave your side and huddle together with the other kids. You can hear them arguing. Arguing about you. Then one voice rises above the others. But today is game day. You know what that means. Sacrifice. I don't. You suddenly call out. You're sick of standing there. You want to know what's going on. It works. All six kids stop arguing. The girl with the red hair steps towards you. I'm Marcy, she tells you. There are no stories tonight. We're playing games instead. But new members can't play. It's the rule. Can't you break the rules just this one time? You ask. These aren't ordinary games, warns the boy with the large muscles. They're the Hunger Games. These games are scary. Really scary. The scarier the better, you announce bravely. This starts another argument. Some kids want you to stay and play. Others want you to leave. Debbie hurries over to your side. Through her mane of dark hair, she whispers, Go home. Go home now. But at that moment, Marcy announces, It's decided. You can stay and play games with us. Great, you say, ignoring Debbie. What are we playing? Learn about the games on page 66. That's almost 666. Oh, it's the spooky devil number. The Satan page. Or the Batman page. Oh. The game is called The Hunt, Marcy tells you. Oh my god. I am captain of the blue team. Nick is captain of the red team. You watch as Nick picks Debbie and a skinny boy named Connor to be on his team. Connor has short, bristly hair and a very strange smell. As Connor walks by, you say he smells as if he's been lying in a dumpster. Groovy. <laughs> For the blue team, Marcy chooses a beautiful girl with long blonde hair and green eyes. Her name is Lara. She smiles shyly at you. Okay. Marcy also picks the guy in the muscle shirt. Hi, I'm Martin, the kid says, pounding you on the back. Welcome to the horror club. He laughs, then flexes his muscles. Okay, yeah, no, they're all on steroids. You step back. Martin's arm is bigger than your whole body. What? That's three. That's that's kind of a terrifying concept. Um, The big arm. Does it like but is it in proportion with the rest of his body or is it just this enormous like, like just one big arm or six two? foot fucking like <laughs> club that's the horror club. That is the horror club, it's his big hand. That's three on each team, Marcy announces. Just um, the club counters as <laughs> Our new member can join either one, she turns to you. It's up to you. Which team will you join? Would you rather hang out with Nick, Debbie and Connor on the red team, or get to know Lara, Marcy and Martin on the blue team? Beth, red or blue? Um, it's going to start a gang war. Oh, is it? No, <laughs> oh, not damn. today. Um, hmm. oh, that, that's so socially like mm-hmm. pressurable. Oh. Right, there's nothing really that, like, it doesn't help. You don't need to know anything to choose which one. Like, it's not based off any kind of skill or knowledge. Red, I guess, because I... Is that the one with, like, Nick and Debbie in it? Uh, yes, Nick and Debbie are on the red team. Because if Nick crooks next door to me, like he says he does, it could be awkward if I don't hang out with him. That's valid. He did bring you along to the horror club. 
Well, then we're going to turn to page 88 and check out what's going on with the red team. Oh. I choose the red team, you announce. Fine. I get shanked by the blue team. Marcy says. The red team will stay in the house for the games. The blue team will go outside. See you later. Marcy, Lara and Martin leave the house. You turn to your new teammates with a smile. You're looking forward to the games. I'm glad you're on our team, Nick says. We're having a scavenger hunt. Everything has to be found inside the house. Cool, you reply. I love scavenger hunts. Where's the list? Here it is, Debbie says, handing you a piece of white paper. You read the list of items out loud. Beth, I'm going to actually get you to read this list of items out loud. It's a... They have little dashes. Horror Club Scavenger Hunt. One human bone. Three hairs from a werewolf. A straw from a witch's broom. A piece from a mummy's bandage. Okay, I have some issues. <laughs> yeah? Um, even if those items did exist, you wouldn't find them all in one house unless it was like a collector. It's a spooky house. Like a mummy's bandage is oddly like I'm descended from an 18th century aristocrat who liked to go and fuck <laughs> around in Egypt. Like straw from witch's broom, it's like this is an artifact from the Salem witch trials. It's like that. You you got a. It's a horror club. I'm sure. Like maybe they've set it all up. They've got things there. Of eleven year olds. Maybe Professor Krupnik did it. They heisted it to the like British Museum or something. <laughs> So we're going to head over to page 79. You read the list again. Oh, go back. <laughs> then you start to laugh. These guys really take this horror club stuff seriously, you think. Still laughing, you point to the list and say, Great joke. Very funny. I don't remember what voice I gave Connor. I don't know if I did. No, I don't think he's spoken yet. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Connor demands. <laughs> That's why this list. It's a riot, you reply. You wonder why no one else has even cracked a smile. It's not a joke, Nick insists. That's the list for our scavenger hunt. Give me a break, you say. You expect me to believe that? Where would I find those things? In this house, Debbie replies matter-of-factly. Yeah, right, you scoff. I'm supposed to believe that there are werewolves and witches and mummies. <laughs> mummies are a thing! Like, um, okay, Beth. We've already talked about how scary life is. You don't need to bring mummies and daddies <laughs> into this. It's true, Connor says. Do you want me to prove it? Nick asks with an evil grin. A very evil grin. Is he a mummy? What is Nick up to? Turn to page 47. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he's going to reveal he's pregnant. <laughs> He unwraps his face. Are you my mummy? Okay, you say. Go ahead. You asked for it, Nick says. He glances at Debbie and Connor. They nod with excitement. What's going on, you wonder? Slowly, Nick brings his hands up to his cheeks. Oh my god, you alright? He hooks his thumb under his chin and rips his face right off. It's like that Nick Cage movie. You gasp. The head of a green-skinned reptilian monster stares out at you from over the top of Nick's body. Slime... I said people! Slimy scales cover his face and begin to spread down his arms and hands. No, no, Nick! You choke out. The monster grins at you. 
with six inch long fangs. <laughs> its beady yellow eyes gaze at you hungrily. You turn to Debbie and Connor and scream. They are peeling off their faces too. Actually, it says they are peeling off their kid faces too. You gape. Not my kids. You gape in horror at Debbie. Her skin is now purple and covered with hideous oozing warts. Her eyes have turned completely white and seem to bulge out of her head. And her hair, it's wriggling with enormous black tarantulas. Oh, gross. Now you know the truth. These kids are the monsters. Ah. What next? Go to page 114. I mean, I did say I was going to get murdered, right? You did say you were going to get murdered. And hey, if you're a prophet, it's time for us to find out, I guess. If I'm not a prophet, there's no prophet. I'm sorry. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> but also the prophet of debt. Oh, that is a great character. You turn and sprint through the front door, but the entrance is blocked by Connor. He grabs your shoulder and you nervously stare up at him. Way up. Did his neck, like, grow? Is he a giraffe? Connor has turned into a seven-foot-tall giant with one red eye in the middle of his forehead. <laughs> his arms are horror clubs, both of them now. And the stench coming off his body is unbearable. Where are you going? He growls. Oh, Sorry, that wasn't much of a growl. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> he growls. Yes. I, uh, I need to go home, you mumble. You duck under Connor's massive arm and lunge for the doorknob and miss. How, how did I miss? The monster that used to be Nick beat you to it. Nick oh. locks the door and says, Not so fast. It's time for the scavenger hunt. Scavenger hunt? There's no way you're sticking around to play a game with monsters. What? That, like, that, they want to play a game? Unless this is all a joke. Hey, that's it, you think. It's all a joke. They must be wearing monster costumes. <laughs> no. They've just injected you with, like, hallucinogens. <laughs> it's the scarecrow, it's just fear toxin. <laughs> no, you think again. They can't be wearing costumes. They're way too real looking. Quick, Beth, you have to make up your mind. Is this a Scooby-Doo episode? <laughs> if you're sure it's all a joke, choose this option. If you believe the monsters are real, continue with the other option. Is it all a joke or are the monsters real, The Beth? monsters are real. This is a Goosebumps book. Okay, so we're going to be turning over to page 71. Oof. <laughs> Oof, the monsters are real. God damn it. You stare at Nick, Debbie and Connor's gruesome faces. There's no question they're monsters. Real monsters. Ah, real monsters. Ah. Let me out of here, you cry. Nick still blocks the door. You spot a window in the living room. You take a deep breath and race for it. You're fast. You always win the 50-yard dash at school. What? This does not sound like me at all. But against these monsters, you're not fast enough. Debbie easily beats you to the window. The tarantulas scurry through her spiderweb hair as she cackles. There's no way out. Please, let me go home, you plead. I won't tell anyone your secret. Just let me go. No way, Nick cries. <laughs> I'm sure he's not crying, but... As he enters the living room with Connor. There's no escape from the horror club. Well, Debbie says... That's not exactly true. There are 
Oh my god, I'm gonna get exposited at. <laughs> you gaze around the room, searching frantically for an exit. The three monsters circle you. You don't see any way past them. Where is it? You ask. How do I get out? Nick glares at Debbie. You're only hype. Debbie says, ignoring Nick. It's to play the game. <laughs> Go to page 48. Is it like Monopoly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes, Charades. <laughs> so we're going to go to page 48. I'm alright at Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> the game of life. <laughs> what game? You ask Debbie, your voice trembling. My scavenger hunt! She Aww. declares. If you can find all four items on the list before midnight, Nick adds, then we'll let you go. If you fail... You'll be trapped here with us forever and turned into a monster. Not much of a choice, huh? Your knees shake as you review the scavenger hunt list in your mind. Where will you ever find a werewolf here and mummy bandages? <laughs> then again, you don't have many options. But maybe, you think, you can use the time to search for an open window and escape. You've only got two hours, Connor growls. That's mean. Looking at the tiny watch on his huge wrist. You'd better get started. You can begin here on the main floor or go upstairs, Nick tells you, his reptile tongue darting in and out of his mouth. Mm. It's your choice. Beth, do you stay on the main floor or do you try your luck upstairs? I guess I'll try upstairs. And what's your reasoning for that? I mean, I have to explain myself to you. Yes, are you sure about that? No, I'm sorry. I mean, there might be a way I can, like, scale the building from an upstairs window. Upstairs, you tell the monsters. I'll search there first. Connor begins laughing. A low, deep laugh. <laughs> oh, damn it. Did you hear that? He tells the others. Upstairs. This should be good. Had you made the wrong choice, you wonder? It doesn't matter. You have to do something. You cross your fingers that there may be a way to escape upstairs. A way out of this house of horrors. You head towards the main staircase in the front hall. There's no electricity in the old mansion. Your shadow flickers in the spooky light of the kerosene lanterns. Debbie follows close behind you. You pick up your pace just in case one of those huge tarantulas decides to jump from her here to yours. Yep. Sounds like me. The stairs are covered with a thick layer of dust. Slowly you start your climb. One step, then another. The wooden boards creak and groan under your weight. The staircase stretches upward into total darkness. Behind you, the three monsters noisily whisper to each other. You don't know what they're saying, and you don't care. You just want to get out of here. Now. You take a deep breath. It's time. Time to escape. You sprint forward. Turn to page 28. Oh. I was just thinking about how useful a phone would be in that situation. Oh, no. <laughs> like, but when were these written? Uh, 94 through 96, I believe. Right, that may be wrong. Might be 96 onwards. 95. Oh, I just turned to the wrong page and was really confused by what I was reading on both sides. 
Before you go too far, you feel a strange tingling sensation all over your body. But you don't have enough time to worry about it. You must escape. Ah, oh, there'll be a spider. The monsters are gaining on you. You fly up the stairs now, two at a time. Why? How do I? How am I flying? And then you stop. The tingling is getting worse. Keep going, you say to yourself. You've got to keep going. The monsters are only a few steps behind. You try to run, but you can't. Something's wrong. You're stuck in the middle of the staircase. You can't move up. Your legs are paralyzed. Nick, Debbie, and Connor close in on you. Connor's odor makes you gag. But you're trapped, frozen in place. Need some help? Nick asks with an evil snicker. I wouldn't mind some. <laughs> Do you accept the monster's help? What do you refuse? Well, I mean, the whole point of the game is that we're on a team in a scavenger, so we've all got to find... Like, are we meant to be working together to find these items, or what? Because... Maybe. <laughs> they haven't really explained that. They were going to do the scavenger hunt inside. That was their game. So it's everyone trying to find the items for themselves. Uh, it sounds like they're letting you try and find the items. Okay, in that case, yeah, I guess I'll accept the help. So we're gonna fuck over to I'm gonna get eaten, aren't I? You might. Yes, help, you cry, still frozen in place. Then you hear Connor's deep, rumbling laughter. You fell for it! You fell for our trick! He taunts. What trick, you ask? The force field! You're trapped in a force field! Connor tells you. Debbie and Nick laugh along with him. Force field? You exclaim. Turn it off. Let me out of here. Sorry, Nick says with a reptile-like hiss. You can't escape from Batwing Hall. That's right. Debbie sneers. The force field doesn't turn off until one minute after midnight. Debbie's a bitch. That's one minute after you've turned into a monster. Connor leers. Then the monsters lumber down the stairs, leaving you alone, trapped in the force field. You glance at your watch. Time is ticking away. You struggle, trying to break through, but you can't budge. You're stuck. Stuck until midnight. Until it's time. Time for a monster of a change. The end. <laughs> Don't you hate it when you just want to have a nice old scavenger hunt? And it's just like in Cinderella. Stuck in the stairs. So, Beth, that that was your first ending. You've gone through the Batwing Hall House of Horrors and you've got it frozen on the steps and you've been turned into a monster a minute after midnight. Yep. 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 But because this is a podcast and because, you know, we like to give something back to our guests for joining us we're going to bring you back to life now resurrect oh you and just take you back to any of the times you've made a choice within this podcast so far i think deciding to go upstairs was the was where i went wrong yeah yeah so we're going to go back to the moment you decided to go up the stairs and change your mind but congratulations on death number one thank you you can begin here on the main floor or go upstairs, Nick tells you, his reptile tongue darting in and out of his mouth. <laughs> it's your choice. <laughs> and this time you're choosing to stay on the main floor. We're going to turn to page 11 instead of 111. 
Well, I mean, 111 was a bit of a giveaway, wasn't it? It's the emergency phone number. It is. I'm going to search the main floor, you tell the monsters. Lots of luck, Nick sneers. You glance around the dark, creepy mansion. You know escape is going to be tough. You decide you'll do the scavenger hunt. You'll play along with the monsters, but still search for a way out. Either way, you promise yourself you won't let them turn you into a monster. Not like in my last life. (laughs) Right. Ah, the irony of the unaware. You search the living room first. A curtain of cobwebs dangles from the ceiling. You have to part them to search the room. Yuck. (laughs) You're not a fan of cobwebs and spiders by the sound of it, Beth. Not really, no. No? The only furniture in the room is an old sofa and two overstuffed chairs. You lift the cushions to search for the creepy things on the list. Could there really be a human bone under here? You wonder? You nearly choke from the flying dust, but no bone. Maybe the bone just became dust. Maybe the bone was in you all along. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Oh no. You peer under the furniture. Nothing. Then Connor sneaks up on you. He kicks a dust ball in your face. The clock is ticking! He booms. Oh my god, Connor, off. You stare up at his one bloodshot eye and escape into the next room. It's an old-fashioned dining room. A long wooden table stands in the middle of the room, and you step as you step towards the table, something black and hairy jumps out at you. Ah, it's Hagrid. <laughs> You're a wizard, Beth. <laughs> Turn to page 80, 97. Hurry to 97. Hurry. Hurry, hurry. You're not hurrying. You're a lizard, Nick. It's a huge black rat. Oh, no, no, that's just, no. That's triggering as heck. It is triggering as heck. Beth and I lived together multiple times, but most recently when we lived together, we carried a rubbish bag through the house. It was a big black rat just burst out the bag and ran across my foot. It ran across my foot into the house. Like, across my foot. And it hung out in our lounge until it left back out the door or something. Mm -hmm. But it escaped and we got rid of it. It was so fat. It was. And now it's happening again. It scurries across your sneaker. You jump back and scream. You can hear the rat's sharp claws scratching across the floorboards as it disappears into the living room. You wonder what other gross creatures are crawling around this old house. History doesn't repeat, but it often rhymes. Mark Twain. You decide to head into the kitchen. Clomp, clomp, clomp. You hear Nick, Debbie and Connor following you. If you're afraid of a little rat, Nick hisses in your ear. Then you're going to be in big trouble later. Wait, did was clomp the word for my footsteps? Uh, it said clomp, clomp, clomp. You can hear my Nick. fucking horse. You can hear Nick, Debbie, and Connor following you. So the three of them are clomping. Okay, they're centaurs. But also, yes, you're a horse. I forgot to mention that on page <laughs> one. <laughs> you just bojack. Oh no! Just finished no. school. Horse school. Horse school. You try to ignore Nick, even though your knees shake at his warning. You spot a kerosene lamp on the kitchen table. You pick it up so you can see into the dark corners of the kitchen better. 
The kitchen is filled with cupboards, closets and shelves. Anything could be hidden here. You pull open drawer after drawer. Clouds of dust make your eyes itch. Then in the next drawer you open, you see them. Bandages. But are these mummies bandages? You hope they are. Shoving several in your pocket. It's pretty easy to tell if they were like, you know, doctor supply grade like bandages or, you know, bandages from a fucking mummy. You shove several in your pocket. One item off the list, you think. Then a hideous scream cuts through the air. Run to page 12. I'm, I'm not the best runner. <laughs> we'll give it a go. We ran out of breath at the last few pages. (laughs) Could it be a human scream? You've never heard a human scream sound like that. You whirl around in the direction of the scream. Debbie. Debbie is the one screaming. No! She shrieks again. You're right, I've never heard a human scream like that before. Hurries over to you. Can't you read? Debbie cries, the warts on her face. Ooze green goo. This is not what you want. These aren't mummy bandages. Debbie snatches the bandages from your pockets and tosses them on the floor. These are daddy bandages. Don't waste your time, she cries. You step back and try to think. There's no way to escape from the kitchen. Connor is guarding the doors, and Nick is by the window. You have to find the items on that list. You gaze around and then head for a tall, narrow closet and freeze in horror. A thick pool of something red and sticky is seeping underneath the door. Mm. It looks like... Wine. Blood. Oh, that's probably worse. Yeah, shocked ya. Shook it. What do you do now? Do you open the closet door? Or do you go back and check the dining room again? Open the door. Open the door. Mm-hmm. Who's in the closet? It's you. It's me. Shh. They can't. They can only hear me. They can't see how gay I am. <laughs> Your heart thuds, thud, as you approach the closet door. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the pool of blood grows larger on the floor. Slowly, you pull the door open and gasp. It is Troy. There's no dead body in the closet. No dead anything. Only a broken jar. A jar of raspberry jam dripping onto the floor. (laughs) You sigh with relief and explore the closet further. The shelves are crammed with rusty cans of vegetables and mouldy sacks of flour. You quickly search all the shelves, but find nothing. Then you spot it. A plastic shoebox on the bottom shelf. You reach down and open it. Plastic shoebox? Yep. That's what it says. But when I buy shoes, they come in cardboard boxes. Yeah, this one comes in a this plastic shoebox. This is not shoebox. recyclable material. You can't believe your eyes. Nestled in the centre of the box, on a dark piece of cloth, is the skeleton of a human hand. Oh, gross, you moan. You try not to wonder whose hand it was and how it got in the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? Yeah, you found our skeleton in the closet. Did wow. you just hear that cut out? I did. Hang on. <clears throat> yeah, you found our skeleton in the closet. Debbie sings out. You nod. You're glad you found something on the list. But you don't want to touch the hand. You start to carry the box away from the closet. 
but Nick stops you. The list says one bone from a human hand, not the whole hand, he reminds you. His reptile tongue darts in and out of his mouth. You stare down at the hand, one bone. Rattle over to page 67. <laughs> rickety rackettle. Just thinking of like click, click, clickety click. <laughs> you need only one bone. You take a deep breath and hold. <laughs> <laughs> I need only one bone. <laughs> please, Mr. Skeleton, can I? Please, can I have one bone? Me. <laughs> you take a deep breath and grab hold of the skeleton hand. The yellowed fingers feel icy cold. You grasp the pinky and twist. It comes loose with a sickening You drop it in your pocket and try not to think about it too much. You glance at the list again. Now all you have to do is find the other three items. Three hairs from a werewolf, a straw from a witch's broom, and a piece from a mummy's bandage. The faster, the better, you think. You dart out of the kitchen and return to the dining room. Psst. Psst. You gaze around nervously. Over here. Debbie whispers from a shadowy corner. Find out what Debbie wants on page six. Debbie wants a lot of things and one of them's a hairbrush. <laughs> Debbie is standing by herself in the corner. You figure Nick and Connor must still be in the kitchen. You approach cautiously. Do you really think the scavenger hunt is for real? She asks, glancing towards the kitchen. Yeah, you say. You guys promise that you'll let me go if I find the items by midnight. Debbie starts laughing. <laughs> a hideous cackling laugh. Fool! She cries. It's a joke! You're never going to make it out. There's a lot of mind games going on with this. You don't know whether to believe her or not. What do you mean, you ask? Debbie slithers closer. I'm on your side, she whispers. I used to be a regular kid like you. Then I joined the horror club. Now look what's happened to me. You stare in amazement at Debbie's hideous monster face. Is she for real? Was that not like an obvious thing? Was she really once a kid like you? I want to help you, she says. If you follow me, I'll help you escape. Sorry, I'm really mad that I've chosen this voice for her. <laughs> but I'm going to commit. <laughs> Do you think Debbie is telling the truth and you're going to follow her? Or do you think it's best to continue with the scavenger hunt? I'm waiting! I'll go with Debbie. We're going to follow Debbie over to page 86 and see what she's got in store for us. Oh god. I'm going to get eaten by spiders. I'm going to trust you, you tell Debbie. Please help me get out of here. A wise choice. Debbie sneers. She glances over her shoulder, then beckons you to follow her. Be quiet. She warns. There's no telling what Nick and Connor will do if they find out. You creep down a long dark hall behind Debbie. The tarantulas squirm wildly through her hair. 
You are glad Debbie, with her gross purple face, is really a friend. <laughs> then you reach the end of the hall, and there stand Nick and Connor. Saliva drips from their mouths as they smack their lips. Then, seven foot tall Connor lumbers towards you. His enormous arms reach for you. Ah, you glance back at Debbie for help. She is your friend. No. Right? Hurry to page 38. Ding dong. I was wrong. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Tricked you again. Debbie cries, cackling hideously. I can't believe you fell for it. Now it's time for you to turn into a monster. Connor is only inches from you now. You search frantically for a way out. You tuck your head to your chest, close your eyes, and race back down the hallway towards Debbie. You yeah. barrel right into her and knock her to the ground. But Nick and Connor are only steps behind you. Come back! Debbie wails at you. You run. Faster. Faster. Down dark hallways, footsteps pound behind you. You have no idea how to get out of the house. And then you see a door. A bright green door. It's my green screen. Open the door on page 43. Could you imagine if R.L. Stein back in 95 was just like, and then it was a green screen and you edited yourself out of the horror house. <laughs> Safe. Only that could happen with like five. <laughs> just edit yourself out. Done. Yes. You pull open the green door. You find yourself back in the living room. This house is like a never-ending maze, you think. You glance behind you. Nice sign, no sign of Debbie, Nick, or Connor. You check your watch. It's 10.50. You only have a little over an hour before you turn into a monster. You're trying to decide what to do next when you hear a strange noise. Thump, thump, scrape. Thump, thump, scrape. Why is the scrape Debbie? <laughs> <laughs> Why is the scrape Debbie? Scrape. <laughs> noise grows louder and louder. Thump, thump, scrape. Oh, it's going to become We Will Rock You. <laughs> thump, thump, scrape. Debbie was a lung girl. <laughs> Debbie was a lung girl. <laughs> she was. You slowly turn and find yourself staring at a mummy. A six foot tall mummy wrapped in old yellowed bandages that are starting to unravel. So I just gotta strip the mummy. Its eyeless, <laughs> mouthless, bandaged face seems to stare back at you. A sour smell invades your nostrils. The smell of decay, of rotting flesh, of death. You gag and hold your nose. Then the mummy turns stiffly and disappears down a hallway. You don't want to follow it, but you need mummy bandages for the scavenger hunt. You'll have to follow it. You have no choice. You're going to go to page 26. <gasps> Still, no choice. Yeah, sounds like mummy. Yeah. I can't believe there is a real mummy in this house. You think, really? You think to yourself as you chase him down hallway after dark hallway. Of all the things, this is the thing that I can't believe. The mummy turns a corner. You were about to turn too, when you hear familiar voice behind the pink door. You peek through a crack in the door and spot Nick, Connor and Debbie. They seem to be talking about you. Aww. The monsters obviously don't know you are there. Should you stop and listen? Maybe you will hear something that will help you escape. Or is it better to follow the mummy? Beth, are you going listen. to stop and eavesdrop or follow the mummy? I'm an eavesdropping bitch right now. 
So you're gonna stop and listen to what Nick, Connor, and Debbie have to say about you? Close. I bet Connor's saying thump, and I bet Nick's saying thump, and I bet Debbie's saying scream. <laughs> We're gonna turn to page sixty-five. That's not sixty-nine. Turn past it. Yeah, I saw. I'll just, I'll just let him around. You listen to the monsters talk. It's almost midnight, Connor says. Soon our friend will join us, Nick adds. It's good to have some new blood, Debbie agrees. You press your ear closer and continue to listen. I can't believe the horror club has been around for 500 years, <laughs> Nick says. <laughs> We've had so many members. Yeah, Debbie agrees. It's too bad we lose so many of them. I don't understand why this house turns most of our new members to stone. Nick starts to speak again, but you stop listening. Turn to stone? Can that be true? Forget the scavenger hunt, you say to yourself. Just find a way to leave. But you can't. You can't move. Not Aww. a muscle. You have become strangely stiff. Your feet feel as heavy as rocks. I was going to say falling feet, I mean, that's, that's puberty. Then you look down to see that your feet are rocks. No! Too bad. Looks as if the only thing left for you to do is join a rock group. The end. The real horror was the pun. <laughs> it, it wasn't a great pun, I have to admit. Now, Beth, it happened. You, you, you turned to stone, you died. And I mean, the other time you got stuck in the stairs and became a monster after midnight. Yeah, I mean, at least this way I keep my aesthetic. Right? Pretty statue. Yeah. Um, so that has been the third Give Yourself Goosebumps book, Trapped in Batwing Hall. I'll let you hold it, you can check oh, out the cover. What do you think of it? It's shiny. Sure is. Oh, do you mean like the content no, or the both, cover? <laughs> both. Tell us about the cover first. It, it's got, it, it, look, it looks like a special edition-y type thing. Are they all got those glimmery... Like, Quite a few of them do have the holographic like shimmer to them. Yeah, I don't like the bat face. No, I'd rather have Batman. You didn't actually come across any actual um, bats. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a rat. I mean, is there like a plot line within it where actual bats happen? Because otherwise, just calling it Batwing Hall, that's a bit misleading, and I feel kind of cheated. Yeah. Well, there's over twenty endings, so if not you do one want to, Batwing happened not in the one hall. Batwing. Um, so yeah, there are over 20 endings, so if you do want to find the ending that does have the bats, Beth, you can always purchase the book and support R.L. Stein, And so can you at home. If you enjoyed Give Yourself Goosebumps in the Pick a Path podcast, you can always check out the books and try them out for yourselves. We haven't given too much away. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole world within these pages that I did not get to explore because I turned into a statue! Right, you made nine different choices throughout your adventure of this novel and died twice. Nine's like a lucky number, right? Yes, because it's three threes and threes is the magic number. So, Beth Marriott, thank you so much for joining me here on Pick a Path Podcast. What did you think of your adventure? I enjoyed it. I didn't make as many Batman puns as I wanted to, but... That's fair. Yeah. There were less bats than we expected. Yeah, so there was less opportunity, which was unfortunate. However, I did enjoy Good. Becoming a statue. Yay, statue. <laughs> right, I do have some serious questions about, you know, um, 
the law of the house yeah. and consistency. Yeah, well, we'll write to R.L. Stein. He'll hopefully listen to the podcast and yeah. he'll write back to us. I mean, if he's anything like Jack Black, you know, the movie. Oh, right. Yeah. I was like, where is the connection of the, the film? Like, yeah, did he not, like, play him or something sure like did. in the movie? Yeah. yeah. Well, that has been Pick a Path Podcast, episode three, Trapped in Batwing Hall, featuring Beth Marriott. You can check out all of her social media links down in the description below. There's a lot of things coming for Beth very soon. Let's hope so. But also, can you say Pick a Path Podcast like ten times really fast? Pick a Path Podcast, 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 Pick a Path Podcast. So proud of you. Pick a Path Podcast! Just one for bonus effects there. Well, thank you again for joining me, Beth. Thank you for having me. Thank you for thanking me. And you at home, thanks for listening. Check out our next episode coming very soon. The end. Thanks for listening to Pick a Path Podcast. We release a new episode in the first week of every month. Next episode will be Cassie Tarima in The Deadly Experiments of Dr. E. Subscribe everywhere that podcasts are available and to the Split Television Productions YouTube channel. See you later.